Hey Trader Friend, welcome to the Mind Style Forex podcast. I am Destiny, a funded trader and the host of this podcast. Today I have with me. Hi guys, it's Anne Phillips here for Music Mind and Wellbeing. I am a mindset coach. And you know what? It's a privilege to be here alongside Destiny. Got some great things in store for you. Over to you, Destiny. We have indeed got some amazing conversations in store for you. I'm really excited because these are conversations that I wish I heard during my journey. It's been a few years now since I've been trading and my goodness, the ups and downs. Listen, I feel you. I've been there. So that's why I decided to start this because I really, really wanted it to be a space where we can talk about mindset in trading popularly known as trading psychology. We hear the words trading psychology, trading psychology. Well, here we will demystify it. We're going to talk about the mind. We're going to talk about our emotions, just the makeup, the human makeup, you know, because to really succeed in this game, you have to know yourself. And this is what this podcast is about. So I'm very excited to have you listen in. Thank you for showing up. And I wish you would just press that button to follow us so that we can grow on this journey. And as you listen, if you find any clip or any point helpful, share, share, share. I'm new to this, so I'm hoping that you, Trader Friend, will help me grow in this space. I love that you're here with us. I wanted to quickly define psychology so that we know what we're talking about obviously this is the forex podcast so when we talk about psychology most of the time we hear as traders we hear trading psychology trading psychology right so i'm going to define what trading psychology is it is the way you approach think about and feel about your trades at the time when you're trading right that's what we mean when we talk about trading psychology. It's your approach to the market, what you're thinking about and how you're feeling. So we see that your thinking, which is your mindset and your feelings matter because they, they affect, they affect what you see, they affect how you think and all that good stuff. But we'll get into that much later. Then when we talk about psychology outside of trading, the actual meaning of psychology is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions right? So the definition of psychology is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions, right? It also says here, especially those affecting behavior in the given context. I mm. love this because the context of trading, which is what we're going to be talking about, involves or includes not just your mindset, your emotional set, if you like, mm -hmm. which, is, mm -hmm. which talks about how you feel, it also talks about your approach. So even just talking about your mindset, your emotions or your emotional set, we might as well call it emotional set. Let's go. Let's just start making up words as we go along, right? <laughs> so we talk about your mindset, your emotional set, and the way, the way you approach, which to me sounds like your belief systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can already mm -hmm. see that there's a lot going on You've got your emotions talking to you. You've got your mindset talking to you. You also have your beliefs talking to you. And many times when the, the three of them are not, I'll use your word and congruent, mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. This is where we go blowing accounts. This is where you have a trading plan that you don't stick to. This is where you're thinking one way analytically, but emotionally something else is going on. So can you, can we just get right into it, Anne? And can you talk to us about the difference? Actually, let's start with the process, how we process thoughts, right? Okay. How we process thought and how the mind and how the nervous system is involved in or on the other hand what you can talk about is as i've just said those three things tell me what comes to mind okay first and foremost i just want to look at the process of how we think right because Mm -hmm. the reason being when someone there's an external stimulus a trade Right, and someone's looking at that trade mm-hmm. and say so they have Come this on, and truly yes. it's like the thought comes in, but at the same time, is that stimulus emotional? Right? So mm-hmm. it comes in, we've had it come straight back into the occipital nerve, right, and part of our brain because it's like come from our eyes and we're all dealing with that. But it's emotional at the same time. So it's, it's going to mm. flow through the system that's going to process that. As you go through the emotion, if you sit with it, it will then move forward as you start processing and eventually be analyzed. But when you don't allow the thought to be properly processed, you'll be driven to make an emotional response. Therefore, it's really good. Yeah, go on. Are you saying that when you have an external... Can we call it trigger? Okay, yeah, let's call it trigger. Mm -hmm. So something externally comes in, right? You see something with your eyes and you think, oh, so it triggers something. Are you saying that if you give it some time... You, you're less likely to make an emotional decision. Is that what? Absolutely. Of- you are, you are destined, definitely destined not to make mm. an emotional decision because you're, it's, it's process is coming in, hit the amygdala and you're getting really emotional. And then all of a sudden mm. goes through the hippocampus where it's processing all the memory and where you learn and things like that. And then it's literally hitting the prefrontal cortex where all of a sudden you've got focus going on. So you're moving through these systems and truly it's like just, we are so amazing. Just a few seconds can make all the difference. But I know in trades, it's like they'll say a few seconds and it's like, no, they need to move on to the next thing and the next thing. But I've watched some of the greatest trades taking place and some of the greatest people seem to be cool calm and collective they will literally take a moment and go okay then they literally divert to something else and i know they're processing what they've just seen over here and then they move on and they're really successful Mm. so Mm. that is our thought process and how we're moving through the systems. So we just need to dial it back for a moment to allow the thought to happen. It's interesting. I think we've really gone, like we've really taken a deep dive because 
I don't think many of us realise how much of ourselves we bring into the market. There's that. There's also the fact of, the fact that we can train our brain, right? So habits, I was doing a study and I saw how deeply rooted our habits are. Oh, definitely. Which means if you are naturally an emotionally reactive person, that's that's who you are in all your different areas of life, in your family, in your workplace, wherever. Wherever you are, yeah. there you are, right? With your emotional self. And when you bring that emotional self to the market, you already have a habit of being emotional. And so I remember one of the things me and you have talked about before is the difference between the analytical mind and the emotional mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So which means if if you have a habit of thinking and reacting in one way, that's why it's hard sometimes to make that transition. So can you just kind of break that down so that people who don't understand what I'm talking about can, you know, have a better idea (laughs) of what we mean by when we talk about having an analytical mind and an emotional mind, even though it's the same mind, but you just break it down a little bit. It it is and it isn't. But for layman's terms, you've got you've got your left minds or, you know, the left brain and your right brain, left brain being facts, learning, logical, right brain being intuition, feeling creative. And what that does is depending on the characteristics of who we are, we generally lean to one side or the other. But Mm. processes can be in different areas, be that left and right, of the brain. Because if you think about it, left brain is the area where we have the ideas. But right brain, we're creative. So that tells me that there's different places that you've got this cross-pollination, haven't you, in the left and in the right. Now, so does that mean, sorry, the left is also creative? It's just ideas. It's if you're because, having ideas there. Right. Not creative in the way of um, Jackson Pollock making, um, you know, arts or, you know, those okay. who, you know, create music or anything like that. Basically, it's a simple case of because that is the area of training and learning right? In our left brain. So, you know, let's, let's put it this way. You've gone through the school process system and, you know, you've, you're at uni and you're utilizing a lot of your left brain. You're retraining, you're training your left brain. But if somebody is highly creative, they're training more of their right brain and you're in your feelings Mm. and your imagination Mm. is also associated with that. So really, you have all of these different, what can be cast as separate areas, but there is a bridge and there are different, mm-hmm. there are areas that light up for different things. Have to say this, music is the one thing that lights up the whole brain. It's like music is like fireworks wow. to the brain. There are some people when they're working, they like to have 
a certain music in the background because it's firing them. For some people, it gives them the focus, the energy. The, you know, there's a lot of things that we can go into about that. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people who need the silence because the music can be the way that they're trading. The music can be what they're seeing. So when you are in your left or your right brain, it really doesn't matter when it comes to the trading. It's, are you being emotional? Do you have certain habits in place that are mm. hindering you? Hindering the mindset that you need for the trades. Let me just break this down just Do a little bit further and I'll, I'll let you interject. Um, think about somebody who's on a weight loss journey, right? All their life, they have had the bad habits. They've always been an emotional eater. You can't just suddenly say to that person, stop doing that. You've got to eat your greens and, you know, eat the rainbow, right? Mm. That's not going to work. What you've got to do is show that person the facts that eating the rainbow is good for them. Let them understand that they have a bad habit or they have a habit that is hindering them, but allow them to come to their own aha moments, their own, as we call it in music, mind and well-being, their own awake. You know, we have the allow well-being and now knowledge every single day program because you need to be awake to understand this for your own mm -hmm. self. You need to have that. Oh, and it's a moment. The minute you wake up to that, you can't go back mm -hmm. because it is something in you that is now going to be the catalyst to start a new habit. It's a, it's a chunk to think about, right? It really is. And this is powerful stuff. I really think it is. Um, how would your traders, like, you know, utilize that? You're a trader. So how, how does your experience of what you do when you bring it to the table and you have to make those decisions, how does that work for you? Listen, I'm still on my journey, right? I was going to say something. As you were talking about music lighting up the whole brain, I have a friend who actually, it's really interesting how personal this thing is because mm. I have a friend who listens to loud music when he's trading. As he's studying the charts, he's got loud, hype music in, on in the background. And I'm thinking to myself, how are you able to concentrate? But for me, I need everywhere to be calm. There's certain music I can listen to, but I like a calm environment. So, yeah, we really all are different in that sense. When you were talking about what you were saying, I thought about motivation, mm. right? Because everybody's motivated by different things. So thinking about that person who wants to lose weight but has a ba bad habit of emotional eating, it's also interesting to know what motivates them, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing that came to mind is personality <laughs> Yes, definitely. Because obviously when you understand who you are and understand who you are, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
it's just an easier journey for you. It really is. So in terms of me, something that has really, really helped me is taking a few personality tests to understand my my personality, my character. Do you understand what I mean? And as I dig deeper into who I am or who I tell myself I am, I look at my self-talk because that's very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many different things. A friend of mine has a website um, where um, they talk about, I was reading the, an interesting article and it's talking about how as a trader, if you're on your journey to becoming consistently profitable, it doesn't matter how much money you make, as long as you're on your journey to becoming consistently profitable, right? Somehow, some of the emotional skeletons that you've been hiding for years begin to show themselves up because it's just interesting how the market is designed to to make you know you so if it's something that you're serious about you have to go on that journey into self-discovery I've realized for me that trading is really about a call to personal development more than it is about making money Because when you develop you and you know you, you understand you, those things will help you create a plan that works consistently. You know what I mean? I do. And it's it's, no, it's amazing that you call it a journey because at MMW, Music Mind Wellbeing, we're all about the journey. Mm. Because life Mm. is not, okay, you're born, you die. Yeah, we know that. But there is this bit in between. And the bit in between is the journey. There yeah. are some, I, you know, sometimes you have to attribute it to um, like being on a train or on a bus, right? Mm-hmm. So there you are, and there's loads of different stops in between. Some of those stops that you get on or get off at, they can be amazing. Some of them are real life lessons. But how do you change and how you develop and how you grow from that experience mm. is, as you say, do you know you? So when you know you and you mm. understand more mm-hmm. of you, you can take those past experiences, a lot of those lessons, and you can say, okay, in this, this is what I do. I prefer to do a bit of this, but this is what I do. But we don't have to stay in that one place. We have the power to change. We have the power to change. That part, having power to change. It's like, yeah, we have the power to change. But we've gone through, a lot of us have been systemized, right? You've gone through school, you've been developing one side of your brain. And the other side is almost shut down, non-existent. Because as kids... Every child imagines, like, if you meet a two- and three-year-old and hear, even a four-year-old, hear their thoughts, you're just like, where did you get that from? But that's in all of us. But when we go to school, we're taught how to learn. We're taught, you know what I mean? All the different things that we're taught for, for what? Almost a good 18, actually 18 plus years of education when you go through university, right? 
So you've gone through all these years training one side of your brain. No wonder as an adult, when you say something about your imagination, people look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> unless you've been you know, developing... Does that make sense? It certainly does make sense because unless you've been developing that side, in other words, um, you know, they're children who love theatre. They, you know, they love all the creative arts. But this is why so many people who really have become very successful homeschool or alternatively I know a lot of people who send their children to prep and private schools because the system the academic system is so diverse and it encompasses so much of life within it critical thinking Mm. It's just a typical area. Finances, what to do with money? Mm. Do you know? Are we are we doing that in sort of the general population? So when it comes to trading, no. If, if someone mm -hmm. coming from that background, who they may be an absolute whiz at mathematics, they did not have the public school or you know private education route. But, you know, they come from a slightly poorer background, but they're amazing at maths. Some people can see the patterns. So it's not the academia. Mm. It is us. Mm. It's something in us. So it's harnessing Absolutely. the who we are. There's not some people are real naturals and end up in the wrong lane, end up in the wrong job. Don't have to because stay the there. Said yeah seriously you do not have to stay you know, there for me the hardest thing has been as in the hardest thing in my trading journey now has been journeying to the other side of the brain right so on one side i was nine to five in this was how much i was supposed to earn this was the route i was going to go through to increase my mm. money i was going to get paid once a month a salary do you understand what i mean i was going to trade my time for money that's what to do but one of the things i've ha found hard in the beginning was how do you justify making so much money in a short space of time how do I actually believe that it's possible to make money from my laptop? How do I believe that I'm worthy of, do you understand what I mean? So a lot of the struggles have been uh, my belief systems, you know, because you're really going against the tide, if you like. And it's because trading is so lonely, it's literally you and your laptop. So when you sit down, you hear all the voices of the teachers who didn't think you were good enough, or maybe some of the parents who said you weren't good enough, or, or the wife, or the, the husband, you know, whatever. And because you're sitting there by yourself, you're analysing. You don't need to be good at maths, by the way. The patterns are not mathematical. <laughs> Although they can be, but they're not. you don't need to be great at maths to, to be a fantastic Thank trader. you for clarifying that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm getting but, um, that. When you sit down and it's just you, if you don't know you, the voices you hear are other people's. The beliefs you have are other people's. Yeah. 
And so that's the struggle. And that's why a lot of us give up because it's just weird. We haven't been trained to think independently. We haven't been trained to think critically. We haven't even been trained to believe, um, to, to have independent belief. Do you know what I mean? So because we, we've abandoned that whole area of our brain, it's tough. And I really believe this contributes to why upwards of 75 to 95% of traders fail, depending on where you're getting your stats from. But that higher number of retail traders, they give up because it's hard. So you're telling me I've been training one side. First of all, I didn't know because it happened to me. We were, we were all born into this, right? So you're born into life. You've been trained this way most of your life. Now you're a full-grown adult. And now you want me to learn something. And the thing is, we're not in an industry where this information is widely available. What you see most is talk, talk, talking about the strategy. Oh, if you have this strategy, the best strategy, new strategy, no, no, strategy. But strat- in trading as a whole, the strategy is about 15%. The 85%, the rest of it, mm-hmm. is what we're talking about on this podcast. Your mindset, your emotional set, right? And you, you and know your approach. Definitely. And it's like, I just, I just, well, I'm so itching to jump in because you said something that's so it's key. True. I'm telling you, it's like you just sit there and you're, you've learned whether you're 18 years or 23 years and you've gone through the whole program, our nervous system, the way it is designed, if you're mm. anxious, you're in that mm. harness of fight or flight, right, in one area of your nervous system. That's going to release certain chemicals into the body that literally make you want to run away from danger. That running away from danger, when you think about that, you know, someone could look at the trading board and that's what the danger is to them. Because they've got... It's dangerous. You know why? Because that's... Yeah, because that's an external stimulus, as you call it. Yes. But here's the thing. What do you think about money? Do you own money or does money own you? Because when you're seeing those charts go up and down, that's what one person sees, but somebody else sees their hard-earned money mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. down. Yeah. You know what? Right there, seeing your hard-earned money, this is the thing, Destiny. It's like, have you got a poverty mm. mindset? Are you a producer you or consumer? That. that right there. You have to address that. Right. So if you if you know that mm. you've got a particular poverty mindset where, okay, I'm a consumer, I've got to hold on, or I need to make sure that all that's in the bank as a reserve for this, that, and the other, and you're not you're not apportioning it to, okay, I save that, I have my insurances, I do this, right? And you just see money as this free-flowing river that goes in and out of your life in a healthy way, but you're mm-hmm. seeing it from the point of view that when you were a child, there may not have been much money. Things that you needed for school and things like this. So you now view money in a very 
strict way. So there you go, trading, and suddenly you see a £50,000 trade going down. Talk about it then disappears. Ah. And it, yes, and it's your own money. Internal conflict is going to happen because, as we mm. said, if it's not congruent, if it's not in alignment with your values and your beliefs, and you're doing something, and then all of a sudden something, you know, you can say challenging happens, what do you do in that moment? That person generally flatlines. You're wrong. Right. So fight or flight. So in that moment, you need a strategy. You need a, you can be following, like you've said before, you know, uh, traders follow a plan. You were telling me about a plan. Tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. that again. So, I mean, what, what happens often to, I wanted to say the losers, but it sounds wrong, but as in the mm -hmm. trades that, well, what happens often is that when you start learning something new, mistakes are normal. It's pardonable because, of course, it's new. It's something you haven't done before. When you keep making the same mistakes, we might have to come and get you to safety because you're no longer new. How long does it take for a child to learn how to walk? Every child is different, right? In that same vein, every Forex trader is different. Now, to fast track your learning process, I've made a video that talks about the seven biggest mistakes that Forex traders make. Check out the video in the link below. Now let's get back to this discussion. Yeah, so you have a trading plan, but whether or not you follow your trading plan is a whole different ballgame. Because mm. when you were making that plan, you were calm, you were thinking rationally, you were like, yep, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But the reality is the market does not care about your trading plan. So the market will do what the market does. And you have to be open enough to fit yourself in where you see fit. And so you have to fit yourself in where you see fit. And if you don't know you, who's trading? Right, who's trading? And so you many times when yeah. people have the plan, they end up not following the plan because when it's really happening, all those, all those different emotions and beliefs, they're all trying to find expression, right? Because your mind says, oh, I worked three years to save up and now I'm using my savings. Then your emotion says, but I saw this person making money, so I know I can make money. Then something else says, oh, the person who called this signal, which is wrong. If you're following signals, you're not trading. That person is trading. And you're most likely going to end up failing. Why? Because you don't know what they're seeing. Everybody needs to trade what they see. So if you haven't trained yourself to be somebody who can follow through on your decisions, follow through on your plans, if you don't even have credibility with yourself, all these things play a part. When I first started and I started to understand that these things matter, I think sometimes we lie to ourselves about who we are. Not that we lie, but it's hard seeing the truth well, about you know, yourself. Because yeah, but you know, obviously the, the, you, want to, you want a soft landing. You want to think that you're actually better landing. than you are. <laughs> The soft, the soft landing, right? In today's term, um, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things here. Fitting yourself in where you need to fit mm -hmm. in when you know yourself. 
marathon runners. I've I've run the London Marathon. I understand it. Marathon runners, no. right? They mm-hmm. will pace themselves at the beginning, right? If you're the start of the pack, you know that's that's an elite form. But the rest of us are all in different areas of, you know, where they think we're going to, you know, come out at, what our subs are. Mm. And literally, you fit in where you need to fit in. Some people who are put into the four-hour group shift in their mentality and they hit the sub three. They hit three hours instead of four hours. They push themselves for a personal best. And this is from what you're saying about how you fit in when you know you as trading, you have to fit in those areas and understanding you to know that you have to be in line alignment with what you believe. If the negative self-talk is very loud in that area, have you asked yourself why? Why There's a is saying it so that I heard and I really like. Sorry, what did you say? No, I was going to say, why is it so loud? Why is that negative self-talk in that area, as in in that trade, when you start mm-hmm. seeing it go down and one is rising, one is falling, why is it so loud? And that's, that's this. Th- these are the things that, when you start to journal after every single trading day or after every trade, it helps you dig deeper into those things, right? So then you mm. ask the question, why is this so loud? Then you investigate whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as you dig deeper, you begin to find out, oh, hold on, actually, I don't think this. My teacher in year two told me this. Right. And so it's amazing how much is in there. When I say in there, I'm talking about inside of each of us. Oh, it's even me at 35, Mm -hmm. I used to still like, and I heard this this guy, Ed Milet, he has a podcast where he was talking about, he did an episode where they were talking about friendship. Mm. And Oh yeah, you remember that episode? Yes, I do. Come yeah, on. I, wanna, I, I listen to the full thing often because it's so interesting. It's so interesting. And one of the things that the lady was talking about was that the same template we have as children for friendships, for example, it's the same one we try to use in adult life. But it's not just in friendships, I've realized. The same template you have for life, full stop. As you're growing up, you take that with you. You do. You grow up thinking that money doesn't grow on trees. There's a limitation when it comes to money. You can't have this. You can't have that. When you're now confronted confronted with, with a situation where you can make as much as you want, something is, there are different things inside of you saying, no, you can't. No, you can't. And then you get the reasons why, but you have to deal with those things one layer at a time. One layer at a time. And this is why having a trading plan helps. Mm -hmm. Journaling, Mm -hmm. even better. 
And if you can go a step further, having a coach, it could be a mindset coach, it could be a training coach. Because, listen, professionals have coaches, you know. Oh, my goodness. I love the fact that what you'll be listening to, to Ed, you'll be listening to Myron, you'll be listening to all of them, and they will state they have a coach. I was reading um, Ant Middleton's book recently, Current Coach. Do you mm-hmm. know that even people like Goggins respect another person mm. who is coaching them? They all have someone has a coach somewhere. Do you realize the king of England, he will have a coach? He, in other words, they may not call them coaches. They will call them advisors. Yeah. It doesn't matter the name, whether it's the coach, the mentor, the advisor, Get one. Get yeah. one for, for what you need. I, I have many in different areas, right? And it's not that many, it's mm-hmm. like three of them. Because I need a business. <laughs> Listen, it because there are many different areas in yes. life, you know? You know I so... say when I'm saying many, I'm just I'm gonna clarify that it's three at the moment because those are the three that I am currently really nailing down and working in. And truly, we all need to be able to do that because, as you're saying, Mm -hmm. one layer at a time, the onion. You gave the example of how we use that template as a child, how we use Mm -hmm. it as an adult. We bring that into every situation. And not only do we bring that into every situation, you're saying about um, the money situation and how we, you know, we, we look at that. But... Mm-hmm. Are we really addressing that when, for instance, that very successful trader goes home and may visit with his family, but his family, uh, you know, they don't like the sh- what can be, you know, classed as a showy lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. A showy lifestyle isn't a showy lifestyle. It's just me- you living by your means. It means that you bought the car that you wanted. It means that you got the house that you wanted. It's not showing off. It's just like, you know what? I can afford this and I actually, and I've still got leftover. But that's my mindset that's in alignment with what I believe. But somebody else might drive a slightly older car to go and visit their parents because they know what their parents are going to say. It's, you know... Or do you allow yourself to go and have that challenging conversation, you know, with your parents? I prefer that when I'm I'm talking to clients, um, well, I'm listening to many of my clients, the elephant in the room, whatever it is. Okay, I'll ask you the question. How do you put an elephant into a fridge? <laughs> you can't. You have to cut it up, right? No. Open the door. Oh. Right. (laughs) Because most people are not, we all do it. We all overthink. We all think to ourselves, yeah, cut it up, do whatever. But actually the first step is, because I didn't tell you the size, I just said an elephant, and in your mind it was this huge animal. So could be a toy one. Well, they are huge animals, Anne. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But open the door, put it in. But you know what? Deal with the elephant in the room. Open the open the um that open door thing, that is so deep because 
you have to open the, the you have to be open to going into why you think the way you think and you have to be okay with being wrong hmm. because listen you just have to be okay with it and it's okay because many of us are not okay with that we want to be right because okay think about it again from the school system from life parenting and all when you're growing up you want to be right because being right is rewarded and being wrong is a shameful thing but actually when you trade if you're right 55% of the time that's actually a good thing obviously you have to adjust your ratios so that it makes sense but it's not a bad thing to get a trade wrong because what you what you want to do is find out quickly if you're wrong but I'm going to address something. You said being wrong is a shameful thing. That's if someone thinks that way. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean societally. Yes. Societally, we're, we're ashamed. We don't want to be wrong. But when you come into trading, you have to embrace being wrong. It's okay. So that's mm -hmm. something, that's a layer, if you like, that somebody has to mm -hmm. be able to deal with because it actually, it can be, an, it can be a hindrance to you because and you fail. Thank you for listening till the end, Trader Friend. Join us again next week for another amazing conversation.